you're listening to the Telltale Channel. Don't forget to check me out on all social media, Patreon, Twitter, Teespring, and Etsy. All links can be found in the description or on my website, telltaleatheist.com. In this podcast, we're going to talk about how Russia is influencing U.S. politics right now through conspiracy movements like QAnon. Mike Lindell's continuing history of false predictions that his god Emperor Trump would be reinstated as president. Alex Jones being ordered to pay almost a billion dollars to Sandy Hook families. We also take voicemails. If you want to leave a voicemail, the number is 1-800-701-8573. If you want to send an email instead, the email address is telltalemailbag at gmail.com. This is Lauren Witzke. She's a white nationalist. She also ran for Congress a while back. Interestingly enough, she's on here talking to Candace Taylor. You may remember her as Guns Jesus Babies Lady. She ran for governor of Georgia in 2020 and lost, of course. She got like 6% of the vote or something like that in the primary of all things. And she claimed voter fraud naturally. They always do. So I wanted to listen to this bizarre conversation that they had with each other. Check this out. This is from October 2022. God is calling up fighters. He is calling up fighters during this time, people to speak out, be bold. You know, however, your run, you pushed the issue of election integrity. You know, She's talking about Candace Taylor's run for governor of Georgia. Like I said, she didn't get past the primary stage. She's running against Brian Kemp, and she lost. She only got 6% of the vote and claimed voter fraud, of course. So elections, are, they don't really matter in America. Our votes don't really count. You know, you were a loud voice. You literally went on that debate stage. and A loud voice and an obnoxious voice are two different things, I would say. She was an obnoxious voice, and she honestly wasn't that influential. I would say her very top issue was the Georgia Guidestones being evil. She kind of got the blame pinned on her for the Georgia Guidestones being destroyed. The Georgia Guidestones were these things that are like, it's just a monument in Georgia, right? They're just, I think, granite, and they had some ideas inscribed in them for how to rebuild a society in the event of like a nuclear blast or something. Well, somebody destroyed the guide stones, basically took, you know, domestic terrorism, took a bomb and blew them up directly. Shortly after a political ad came out from Candace Taylor, the woman on the left, saying that they're evil, they're from Satan and all this other nonsense. That's probably what she's most famous for. Not election integrity, not for taking the the establishment for a ride or any of that. It was for inspiring a domestic terrorist to blow something up. You literally went on that debate stage and called Joe Biden an illegitimate... I'm not really sure why they think that's funny. That completely destroys higher discourse in the U.S. It's honestly sad. Which you, you coached me, Lauren. Thinking. You coached me, right? <laughs> it's like they're all just coming around and saying the most insane, extreme stuff they can possibly come up with. How extreme and insane can we get? If I can get really, really messed up, then I'll get more and more and more attention. So I'm going to go out there and accuse Joe Biden of CSA. That was their plan. That's what they decided to do. That's how she was going to get attention. Genius. Did it win her the election? No, of course it didn't. It just led to a coarsening of discourse once again. And I 
ahead. Can I legally say this? And they're like, I don't know. Let's ask. Yes, we can because the, the diary, the diary proved it, right? So we could do exactly. it. No, no to all of that. I'll tell you what she's talking about. It's this conspiracy theory about Ashley Biden's diary. Okay, this is Joe Biden's daughter. Oh, I spent a while looking into this the other day. So Project Veritas, an extremist organization, an activist organization who tries to get people caught up in gotchas and more often than not fails miserably. They tried to pay one of Ashley Biden's roommates to steal a diary from her. They claim to have gotten the diary, but I guess the FBI got involved because transporting stolen property across state lines is like a serious criminal offense so the people who actually did this got arrested for it and project veritas came out and said quote we couldn't verify its authenticity we don't even know if it was real so we're not going to use anything from it so th they just scrapped it they just they didn't even use anything from at you know joe biden's daughter's diary or supposed diary if it was even real Joe Biden's daughter, by the way, is like 40-something years old, 41 years old. And this happened like, a, I don't know, a couple years ago, not that long ago. And then I believe Tucker Carlson comes along and reads excerpts of her diary on air. Doesn't show pictures of it. I mean, we have no way to know if this is even real, any of this. This could be completely made up. And they claimed all kinds of stuff about him be, you know, being involved in CSA or whatever else. Like, absolutely insane. No way to know if any of this is real. No way to verify any of it. And it was just another political attack. The people who actually paid for the diary to be stolen in the first place said, it's not even, we can't even verify if it's real or not. So take that for what you will. Candace Taylor is out here claiming directly that it is real and that she knows it's real. And that justifies her accusing Joe Biden of this thing or that thing or whatever else. She can call him that if she wants, whether the diary is real or not, it doesn't really matter. She can say she thinks that he is involved in CSA. The bar for defamation is really, really high. Honestly, you, you've got to cross a lot of lines to get sued for slander or libel or defamation or whatever other thing. It's almost impossible in the United States. The fact that Alex Jones was successfully sued for defamation is honestly incredibly impressive on the part of the plaintiff's lawyers. It's very, very difficult, so... Anyway, she could have said that if she wanted and if it was stated as an opinion that she held. Not that Joe Biden would have done anything about it anyways. Like Hillary Clinton could come out and sue Greg Locke for all the crazy nonsense that he spews about her anytime she wants. She's not, in fact, a high priestess in the Church of Satan like he claims. She never has been. She could sue him for defamation for a lot of the stuff that he says. But suing for defamation draws attention to the issue, draws attention to Hillary Clinton and the idea that she might be you know, a high priestess in the church of Satan or whatever else. That's why they don't do it. Not worth the time, not worth the money, not worth the attention. But they live in a fantasy land where facts don't matter to them. All that matters is their feelings and how absolutely outrageous they can be. So we could do exactly. So it's true. It's true. Hey, but I didn't go on that debate stage and say it. That was you. <laughs> no, I, it was, I believe it was the Holy Spirit inside of you that coached me. And when I got up there, it was his boldness that came up inside of me like a line because these people were so fake and saying things that nobody cared about. Talk about real issues, right? 
talk about real issues. You mean like Joe Biden and this flimsy, unverifiable claim that he's involved in CSA? Give me a fucking break, man. These are the real issues, huh? These are the issues you want to talk about. The issues that affect people on on a day-to-day basis. These things that affect people's real lives. Joe Biden and CSA. Come on. These are two white nationalists. I, I'm not saying that hyperbolically. I mean, these people really do hold white nationalist extremist views. These people are absolutely unhinged from reality, and I don't know if they're ever going to come to it. I don't know if they will ever come down to reality with the rest of us. It's nuts. Hey, Owen. My name is Danny. I'm from Oregon. Uh, I found your channel about a month ago, and I just want to thank you for everything that you're bringing here. I'm watching your video on Bobert and the biblical citizenship test um try to refrain here you know what let me give a little bit of context to this a little while back i did a video on bobert or bobear as some people prefer to call her and her claim that we should be doing a biblical citizenship test in schools uh, maybe we need to have some sort of legislation that requires Constitution Alive and biblical citizenship training in our schools. Uh, and, and that's how we get things turned around. Uh, but there, there has to be real leadership from the Republicans, especially now. Absolutely unhinged stuff, man. Biblical citizenship training in schools. This is a public U.S. representative. It's insane. Anyway, let's keep listening. Try to refrain here. I was born and raised in this fundamental evangelical stuff in 57, almost 58, so I get it. And these people don't know their Bible. Anyway, thank you for continuing to do what you do. Love it. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate that. I'm just glad anybody is here to listen because I think this stuff is absolutely unhinged. I'm glad that people see it for what it is. It's not just me. <laughs> it makes me feel better to know that other people see it too. But yeah, absolutely. I grew up in a fun, I, I guess you could call it a fundamentalist belief system too. So I know it's not easy coming out of that or readapting to society once you get on the outside. So I'm glad you found your way out. That's good news. Hey, Owen, this is Alex from New York, and I have a interesting question for you. I wanted to get your take on um, the on people's experiences with God in relation to psychedelics. I am not a psychedelic person or anything like that, but you know, there's I'm sure you've heard many people talk about like how they've seen God and all these things. Um, but I just wanted to get your thoughts on that because it's not a religious thing it's it's kind of adjacent to i I don't know how to explain it but just wanted to get your thoughts on that thank you very much keep it up love the content yeah i appreciate it psychedelics are something that we can completely explain with the brain scientifically we know how the brain handles these drugs like LSD or psilocybin or whatever other thing. We know how the brain acts and reacts on this stuff. So I don't see it as a spiritual or a religious thing at all to me. I mean, we may not fully understand all of the little ins and outs and nuances of how it works, but yeah, it just seems like a fun experience to me, just generally speaking. 
Although there can be some very not fun parts about it. I don't want to glorify using this stuff to anybody. I had a really hard battle with drug use when I was younger, and it took me a long time to get out. LSD and magic mushrooms are obviously very different from opiates, which is what I was hooked on, but there's still an altered state of mind, and generally speaking, I'm very opposed to that, so take it with a grain of salt. Yeah, I just can't see it as any kind of a spiritual experience. I, I get that some people do, and that's okay with me. It just seems like if we can explain it with science, then why bring God into the equation at all? That's just kind of how I feel. Hi, Owen. This is Isaac from Ohio. I was just wondering how you dealt with homelessness at a young age and exactly how you were able to get back up on your feet, because I am now in a very similar situation. Thank you so much. Enjoy your show. You do good work. Yeah, let me explain what my experience with it was. You probably know, caller, since you are aware that I dealt with it in the first place, but if anybody was unaware of what I experienced, when I turned 18, I was kicked out of Jehovah's Witnesses, banned from talking to my friends or family or, or anybody at all. And my mom kicked me out of the house on my 18th birthday. So I called up a girl that I knew from school and crawled in her window, you know, middle of the night, and lived in her bedroom with her. You don't realize probably how complicated it is to live in somebody's bedroom without their family knowing that you're there. I had to plan when I'd use the bathroom. I, I was peeing in like Gatorade bottles or like Burger King cups. I was. She was bringing food back to her bedroom so that we could both eat. I was sneaking out the window to go to work. I mean, it was hard. It was real fucking hard. Eventually, I about three weeks passed. There was a guy that I worked with, knew my situation at work, and he had an extra bedroom in his trailer. He had like a double wide, or a, no, he had like a single wide trailer. So he offered for me to come live with him for 150 a week, or no, 150 a month. Yeah, he offered for me to come live with him for 150 a month in his extra bedroom. So I go over there and I lived in his bedroom. I think for like three or four months. It was a while. The girl came with me. We ended up getting married eventually and having a kid. Yeah, we lived together. I was still supposed to be going to high school. I had a car, but I wasn't going to high school. I had to support myself. So I, I started working at Burger King full time and I couldn't go to school anymore. Uh, so I ended up dropping out of high school and that was kind of the end of my homelessness. At that point, I moved in with my soon-to-be wife's family um, officially moved in with her and her grandmother, grandfather, and the whole family. And they took care of me after that. So I was extremely lucky in the fact that I had people around me who, when the family I had gave up on me, they took me in and took care of me. I did struggle for a period of five or six months total, probably, on my own. Struggled with homelessness, trying to find some way to keep my head above water, keep food in the trailer with my buddy, you know, doing everything I could to survive. But eventually I did have new family take me in. Sadly, the, those family members just died like a, a couple months ago. That's been devastating, losing them, because they were the only ones that cared about me basically my entire life, so... 
that was pretty rough, but it is a rough journey. I know better than anybody what the journey feels like. It is not fun. It is not fun, and I know it's not. It's not fun, and it's not fair either, but if you you have to keep on keeping on. You have to keep pushing through. Keep working at it. Keep going. Keep doing it. You will make it. You will make it. You just have to give it a little bit of time. Good luck. I hope things turn out okay for you sooner rather than later. Cody Culp. Also, did you see Trump's anti-Semitic truth tonight? No, I didn't. I call them tweets and retweets. I'm not feeding into his cult language. Trump attacks American Jews in a truth social post. Oh, my God. Former President Donald Trump attacked American Jews in a post on his truth social platform on Sunday, saying Jews in the U.S. must get their act together and show more appreciation for the state of Israel before it's too late. American Jews have long been accused of holding secret loyalty to Israel rather than the U.S. Trump's posts leaned on that anti-Semitic trope, suggesting that by virtue of their religion, American Jews should show more appreciation to Israel. Wow. Trump also complained in the post that no president had done more for Israel than he had, but that Christian evangelicals are far more appreciative of this than the people of the Jewish faith, especially those living in the U.S. This is just messed up, dude, for so many reasons that I can't even get into right now. But I'm, I'll tell you what, I actually did a video on this on my main channel recently, Tuesday, October 18th. Go check that video out on my main channel. I might link it in this. We'll see. But yeah, it, it kind of goes through why anti-Semitism is so completely disgusting and messed up in the first place, particularly this type of anti-Semitism. But Trump is from New York City. And by the way, New York City is the highest concentration of Jewish people in the world outside of Israel. If Donald Trump is trying to win New York in any kind of election going forward at all, he's not, he's failing miserably. This is honestly sad. Honestly sad and disgusting. But that's Trump for you. You know, that's Donald Trump. That's who he is. That's what he's all about. That's what he's always been about. Furthering his own goals, no matter whose face he has to step on. My grandmother's a Jehovah's Witness, and I grew up with her cramming cult propaganda down my throat at a young age with Caleb and Sophia. After I watched your videos, it made me realize it's a destructive cult. However, I tell my grandmother she may kick me out. I go over for faster bus routes, but what should I do? I think you should be silent and not tell her anything up until the moment you can't hide it anymore because that moment will come. Eventually, you'll come to a point where you can't not be yourself anymore. At that point, you should be preparing for that moment indefinitely until it comes. Start preparing now. Start planning. Start figuring out getting a job and figuring out where you're going to go to school next where you're going to work next, where you're going to live next, figure it all out, but do your best to not say a word. Just blend in until the time is right. That'd be my recommendation, and good luck. I know that's not fun. I have been there. Next, we're going to talk about how Russia is influencing U.S. politics right now through conspiracy movements like QAnon. Give us 30 seconds, and we'll be right back. You're listening to the Telltale Channel. If you like what I do and you want to see me continue to do it, check out my Patreon. You can also check out my Telltale Unfiltered channel, Twitter, and Teespring. All links can be found in the description.
Russia has been influencing US politics for a long time. I have this video here from 2018. It's been even longer than that, but I wanna go back to this video from 2018 just to show you the narrative beginning to form. So 2018 was basically a year after Trump had taken office, a year and four months, give or take. This is on the Jim Baker show. Jim Baker is a famous televangelist who went to jail for like seven years for like wire fraud and a bunch of other stuff. He had Lance Walna on, which is this guy right here. Lance Walna is a hardcore Christian nationalist extremist, and he espoused some talking points that very obviously came straight from Russia. Now, there's a point to why I'm drawing this distinction. There's a point to why I'm bringing your attention to this, and it relates to what some people said recently at a Trump rally. And with the Russia and the Ukraine conflict, what's your... Uh, my opinion, you know, I grew up in 40 years, you know, under the Russian thing, and I love Putin. There's obviously a contingent of Trump supporters, a large contingent of them, that are simply obsessed with Putin and Russia, and it's bizarre. But let's talk about the lead-up to how we got to where we are. Let's talk about the timeline of events that got us here. So as I said, this is Lance Walna. Let's hear what he had to say on the Jim Baker show, a hardcore evangelical televangelist show, late May 2018. I'm suspicious when the establishment right and the entire left all hate one nation. You know what? I'm beginning to wonder what's right with Russia that they're so, they're so vilified by the left. Like, I don't hate Russia. I don't think anybody hates Russia in America. We just recognize that Russia has been messing with things in the U.S. for a long, long time. And it's weird how close Donald Trump has been with Vladimir Putin. Like, really weird. How much he's defended him and gone as far as to say he trusts Putin over our own intelligence agencies. No joke. But this is a, a good example of Lance Walna carrying water for Russia. He knows that. This guy knows that. You can't convince me that this guy is just an idiot, doesn't know what he's doing, doesn't know what he's talking about. I can't accept that. He's at the very top of his game, the top of his field in televangelism or whatever. He is one of the most influential people in the United States. He knows all of the top leaders in the U.S., like, he's had dinner with Trump and stuff like that. He knows what he's doing and he knows what he's talking about. You can't convince me he's an idiot. Putin is no, why is it we, we, we cozy up and carries over there bicycling with Iran right now? Hey, Putin is trying to be a friend to the West. No. At no point has Putin tried to be a friend with the West. He's tried to use and manipulate the West, like the United States, without a shadow of a doubt. He has never tried to be friendly with the West. He's only tried to take advantage. There's a term from old Soviet days called useful idiot. It's not supposed to be an insult. It's a political term. That means somebody who's being used cynically to promote a cause that they don't fully understand. Donald Trump's supporters come along and start yelling about how much they love Vladimir Putin because they think that Trump loves Vladimir Putin. They're useful idiots. The Soviets, as far as I know, I think the Soviets came up with this term, useful idiot, and it's just 
embarrassing to watch people jump headfirst into being useful idiots loudly and proudly. I don't think the term applies to Lance Wallnau because he's not an idiot. He knows what he's doing. He knows he's being used for this cause and he's doing it willingly. Seems to me. We're not in the guy's head. We can't know for sure. That's just my impression of it. What's their obsession? You see, what we did was under Hillary Clinton. You want to know why, why Putin would ever do something, you know, that even could show up with anti-Hillary influence? Please tell me. Under Hillary's State Department, with the Ukraine and in Russia. Now remember, this is before the Ukraine war started. The left progressives. The progressives are like they're very, they're, they're intent on ideological. They're like evangelists. They have to get their ideas out there. They're I find it fascinating that he's comparing the left, quote unquote, like it's a monolith to a religion. When he does this, it's an attempt to make the audience listening afraid to go anywhere near it because it could be considered heresy. He's comparing it to an ideology that people have no reason to accept, but just because they want to, just because they believe it and no other reason. And he's trying to scare his audience away from it because they could lose their shot at heaven if they go near it organizations were exporting these agendas through uh, like Soros funded entities etc through organizations into the territory of Russia where he probably doesn't even realize how deeply anti-semitic it is to talk about George Soros or, or the Soros family or, or whatever else being like the puppet masters but oh my god that's that's actually really really anti-semitic into the territory of Russia where Putin actually has gone on record because his public policy has been shaped actually by Christians involved in his own, his own uh, in the Orthodox community. That he's for marriage between a man and a woman. Don't ever underestimate the hostility that, uh, that America's system has towards anyone that won't bow the knee to the orthodoxy of the homosexual agenda. See, what he's doing here is all about creating a positive image of Putin for his audience. This wasn't the start of it, but this was one more link in the chain that led to the right practically being in love with Vladimir Putin. No joke. People on the right literally write love letters to Vladimir Putin. I am not exaggerating or being hyperbolic. They write love letters to the guy. What would bring an American to write love letters to the Russian dictator? Things like this. That's what. Things like this. People going around, people like this going around and trying to convince their audience that Russia is fantastic, that Putin's the best, that he loves Christians and Christianity, and they share the values, and the left hates him, and all that other stuff. This is one more link in the chain. And what you're listening to with Lance Walna directly led to pictures like this right here. This picture of these two guys is taken at a Trump rally, and they're wearing shirts that say, I'd rather be Russian than a Democrat. Seriously, I'd rather be Russian than Democrat. This is where this type of rhetoric led, and that was the goal all along. Who does this benefit? It benefits nobody except for Vladimir Putin and Russia. That's it. Who does it benefit for Lance Walnut to talk about this stuff? Nobody except Vladimir Putin and Russia. That's it. After the Ukraine war started, 
after Putin went in there and started wreaking havoc on everything, everybody practically, it seemed like everybody in America was deeply in favor of Ukraine, wanted to help Ukraine, recognize this for what it was, just wrong, is just simply wrong what Putin did, right? And bizarrely, out of nowhere, QAnoners start coming out and talking quietly about how Putin was doing the right thing and stuff like that coming up with bizarre conspiracy theories that justify Putin's actions in Ukraine. Inexplicably, where did they get these ideas? Your guess is as good as mine. Who knows? They didn't come up with them on their own. You know who came up with them? Putin. Putin was repeating them officially from the Kremlin. Putin was having them repeated, these conspiracy theories, on the official state media. And who do I hear repeating them now? QAnoners. Weird, right? Listen to this. This is Delora O'Brien, early May 2022, just like a month or a month and a half after the Ukraine war started. I'm not on Putin's side. I'm not on, on Zelensky's side. I'm not on Trump's side. I'm on God's side. God's side is the side of truth. It just so happens that right now, our President Trump is on the side of God. Also, believe it or not, so is Putin. I don't. I don't believe that, actually. You're going to have to give me a little evidence for that. That's what she's going to give us, though, now, right? She's going to give us some evidence, some hard evidence that will be irrefutable, that we can check, check the sources on it and verify, as a matter of fact, she's correct, right? Right before I came on here, Mm, she got this information before she came on. Not seeming promising. This is what was sent to me. A Russian soldier. I even have his name and I, I can't give it. I'm sorry. I can't. Just research it. I'm sure it'll start coming out. Did it ever come out? Of course it didn't because it was made up. She said she got this information. We'll get to the story in a second. She said she got this information right before she came on stream. You know what that means? That translates to, I had absolutely no time to vet this. Um, searching for bioweapons. There was a, him and a, a few of his, uh, the other soldiers, uh, uh, searching for bioweapons in central Ukraine. Completely made up. Completely fabricated. You know who fabricated that? The Kremlin. Vladimir Putin put that through official channels that that's why they were entering when he realized that the war was deeply, deeply unpopular. Claimed that Ukraine was made up entirely of Nazis. Nonsense. Claimed that they were looking for bio labs. Nonsense. It's all nonsense. All of it beginning to end. But he knew he didn't have popular support for the war. He knew the entire world turned against him on this. And he tried to garner support, at least among his own people. If he could at least get his own people motivated to fight in this war, then he knew he could keep it going. Unfortunately, it didn't really work out that way. And he had to mobilize half the country as a result. He had to draft or conscript a whole bunch of people because nobody wanted to go fight over there. Because they knew his excuses were nonsense. So who did these lies come from? They're coming straight out of QAnon. Weird place to come out of, right? They came straight out of the Kremlin. They came straight out of Vladimir Putin's mouth. It's all fabricated. Why are these people repeating things straight from Putin? 
stumbled upon a child den, dimly lit, filthy bunker, holding approximately a hundred young boys and girls. Completely fabricated, beginning to end. The entire thing was made up. That brings us to our latest examples of Putin putting his fingers in QAnon. QAnon is very obviously an extension of Vladimir Putin or Vladimir Putin's beliefs or ideologies or whatever else. It's so blatantly obvious that the guy is pulling strings behind the scenes to make QAnon spread conspiracy theories through the U.S. that are pro-Russia. What other reason would Americans have to spread ideas like this? It makes no sense. Listen to this one. Early October 2022, this happened at a recent Trump rally. With the Russia and the Ukraine conflict, what's your... My opinion, you know, I grew up in 40 years, you know, under the Russian thing. And I love Putin. I love Putin. Putin is making the right, you know, but the, the American people is built over there. He wants to clean them out, you know. Clean him out. Okay, she said he wants to get rid of Americans, question mark. And she kind of pauses at that, not sure how to respond, it seems. Uh, clean him out, all the, the, the biochemical place, everything. And, uh... That's weird, right? Another example of this conspiracy theory popping up out of nowhere. Biolabs, biochemical weapons, blah, blah, blah. Where is this coming from? This stuff was all repeated by the Kremlin nuclear thing yeah we'll have to talk more about this because he's a good good president you know number two after president one number two i love him wow i guess she loves trump more than she loves putin i'm actually surprised by that yeah point is putin has his fingers in everything related to QAnon. Putin is pushing QAnon into various different conspiracy theories. It's so blatantly obvious. I don't know how anybody could even miss it. I have no idea how people like this woman right here are missing that, truthfully. Michael Flynn has been heavily involved in QAnon since its inception. He even went out there and gave what's called the QAnon Oath. I don't know if you guys have heard of this. It's similar to the Oath to the Constitution, just a standard oath of office, except there are a couple of little changes. Like at the end, you say, where we go one, we go all, which is a QAnon phrase. He gave that oath July of 2020. So QAnon first appeared in 2017, I believe late 2017. So it was a couple of years later, but he's effectively now like the leader or the the thought leader at least of QAnon for all intents and purposes this is from early October 2022 he goes on a show with a woman named Mel Kay she's on the right her big thing is the great reset conspiracy theory I've talked about her on my telltale unfiltered channel before fascinating to listen to her talk and he's with Clay Clark who runs the reawaken America tour that's its own can of worms. But listen to what uh, old Michael Flynn here had to say about Russia conspiracies. So when you see uh, uh, Putin and, and a very interesting speech that was just uh, given, uh, I think, literally in the last couple of days by Medvedev, OK, the former 
So Medvedev is, is another you know, guy in the hierarchy, was the president of Russia for a short period of time. Medvedev's speech was very stern. And so we have got to pay attention because these are not, these are not uh, shy leaders. These are bold leaders who have every, uh, everything at stake in terms of protecting their country. So these, these fools, and, I, and like I said about Zelensky and his statement about nuclear war, people can go to the various telegram and or my various social media and see it. That, that is a foolish person. But what's more, what's more uh, dangerous than that is a, is a dangerous fool, right? Wow, Zelensky is a dangerous fool. Isn't that fascinating? A fascinating take from old Michael Flynn here, leader of QAnon, or one of the thought leaders of QAnon. What reason would they have to come up with these conspiracy theories? What reason would they have to hate the people that they hate if it wasn't Vladimir Putin pushing these narratives through? Check this one out. Early October 2022, Alex Jones gets in on it too. Apparently he's a Putin fan. Do you leftists really want to destroy the world in nuclear fire because you have a fetish for hating Russians and Putin because they become a little bit more Christian? I guess the alternative is if we don't want to be destroyed in nuclear fire, we help Russia take over Ukraine. We stop fighting for Ukraine. We stop funding them. We stop doing anything. We just let Russia take them over at the very best. That's the alternative that I'm picking up from Alex Jones here, right? If Russia were allowed to go in and take Ukraine with absolutely zero consequences, Finland and Moldova and uh, every other country in that area should be afraid. Russia is very obviously imperialistic at this point, and Putin is not thinking or acting rationally and hasn't been for a long, long time. You cannot give in to bullies. You cannot do it, which is exactly what Alex Jones apparently wants us to do. What happened to all that strongman stuff? You, I'm never going to back down for anything no matter what. What happened to all that alpha male mentality that Alex Jones and all of these other people are constantly talking about? What happened to never backing down in the face of adversity if you believe in something? Well, I believe that it's wrong for Russia to try to take over a sovereign nation in Europe. But they are too afraid, apparently, of what Russia would do. Too afraid they want us to back down because they don't want to get hurt or whatever else. No, it's nonsense. They're just pushing conspiracy theories and talking points straight out of Vladimir Putin's mouth. Again, they don't hate Russia because they're the former Soviet Union, the left hates Russia because they're becoming more like the American Midwest. I don't hate Russia. I don't hate Putin. I just don't trust them at all. Putin has very obviously gotten like a disgusting number of people killed at this point for no reason whatsoever. So many people have lost their, their fathers, their brothers, their husbands. It's just disgusting for no reason. None. So I don't hate any of this. I hate what Putin is doing. And I don't understand how somebody like Alex Jones, some self-proclaimed alpha male, could justify it. Honestly, I really don't. They're becoming more like the American Midwest. They're becoming more conservative. They're against transgenderism and teaching five-year-olds about you know, sex and all the rest of this. So that's why Hollywood and the, and the Rob Reiners of the world literally have a fetish for destroying Russia. Yeah, I don't have any interest in destroying Russia. I want them to stop invading sovereign countries. That'd be fantastic. I would appreciate that very much. But he's got to take the narrative 
and twist it around into something that it's not. That's what it's all about with these people, particularly Alex Jones. I'm going to be talking about Alex Jones himself a little bit later on, so stick around for that one. Check this one out. Another example of the pro-Russia conspiracy theories moving through Trumpism. There's this un- Here's another guy at a Trump rally, early October 2022, giving his thoughts on what? I don't know. What he loves about Trump or something like that. And the thing that really makes me mad about Ukraine, we put the bioweapon labs under Obama. And Ob- no, there are no bioweapon labs in Ukraine. A complete fabrication straight from Vladimir Putin's mouth. How did this get so pervasive? How did this spread so thoroughly through Trumpists? I don't understand. QAnon picked up Russian propaganda and started spreading it through the U.S. QAnon has a massive influence on the right wing, a massive influence. That's how we got to where we are with these people. And the thing that really makes me mad about Ukraine, we put the bioweapon labs under Obama and Obama said, oh, yeah, we'll give it give up the nukes. and We got your back. Once again, no. Russia actually did that. What? Why? Where did he get the idea that Obama promised to protect Ukraine if they gave up their nukes? This is completely fabricated. Ukraine in, I think, 1994, someone correct me if I'm wrong, when they split off into their own country, they gave up the nukes that they had from the old Soviet Union. They gave them to Russia with a promise from Russia that they would protect them from being attacked or or whatever. They would defend them. Russia made a promise that they would defend Ukraine if they gave them their nukes, and that's what they did. And then Vladimir Putin goes in and attacks Ukraine. So where did this guy get the idea that Obama promised to take the nukes off their hands if they defend him? What? Where did this come from? It's completely fabricated and twisted around. Labs under Obama, and Obama said, oh yeah, we'll give give up the nukes and we got your back. We helped cause this with Ukraine under Obama. See... Now, this is what I find particularly fascinating. If you really pinned this guy down and and said to him, you realize that Russia did what you're describing, right? Do you now feel the way that you feel about the U.S.? Do you feel that way about Russia after gaining that information? He would almost certainly dance around it and back out and find another reason to hate Obama or America or whoever it is he hates right now. So, I understand why Russia's in there doing what they're doing with the whole denazification of the Donbass region because so many Ukrainian nationalists uh, seem to be full-blown Nazis these days. No, again, oh my God. Yeah, there are Nazis in Ukraine. Guess what? There are Nazis in the U.S. too. In fact, there are even Nazis in Germany. Did you know that one? Knock that around the old peanut. The Nazi flag or the uh, the swastika or whatever is banned in Germany, so you know what flag they fly instead of the swastika? The Confederate flag. That's absolutely something else, isn't it? They can't use the Nazi flag, so they use the Confederate flag because you know why? They both stand for hate. That's why. And everybody recognizes them as such. Point is, there are Nazis everywhere, unfortunately. I would like it to be different, but that's just what it is. And Putin used his propaganda network to make everybody think that it was entirely overtaken with Nazis, like the whole country, instead of having a more localized problem like most other countries do. 
So where did he get all of this that, you know, it's overtaken with Nazis? Does he not realize that Zelensky is Jewish? A democratically elected leader is Jewish. And he seems to believe that Ukraine is made up entirely of Nazis. He lives in a fantasy land. Apparently, feelings are more important than this guy's facts. Nazis these days. A lot of the media I've seen come out of the Russians taking POW. These guys got swastikas all over them tattooed. And I'm like, oh, our media doesn't like to play that, though. It's really interesting how that works. I mean, I'm... See, this is all just straight propaganda right from Vladimir Putin's mouth. It's honestly a shame that people aren't connecting the dots and recognizing the fact that Putin is pushing conspiracy theories through American culture by injecting them into QAnon. It's disappointing that people aren't connecting the dots on that, but we have to draw attention to it. We have to point this out when we see it. If you have any thoughts on that, let me know in the comments or on Twitter at Telltale Atheist. Next, we're going to talk about Mike Lindell's continuing history of false predictions that his God Emperor Trump would be reinstated as president. Give us 30 seconds and we'll be right back. You're listening to the Telltale channel. If you like what I do and you want to see me continue to do it, check out my Patreon. You can also check out my Telltale Unfiltered channel, Twitter, and Teespring. All links can be found in the description. Mike Lindell's been obsessed with Donald Trump since day one. The dude lives in a skewed reality. He was at a Trump rally recently, early October 2022, and he was interviewed by some of the far-right conservative interviewers that were there at the time, and he had some bizarre stuff to say. Check this out. I was just in Northern California, and I was up there for five days with all these liberal progressives. And all of them I talked to, I would walk down the streets, you know me, Brian, I, I just sure. go down. They all come up to me, wanted pictures, but they wanted to know, you know, is your stuff, is this stuff real that you do, you know, in the voting machines and stuff? And they see the problems with the gas and everything, so they're coming, they're going to vote or not vote, do you understand? Yeah. I don't think they're going to either vote for, for the um, a Republican, right. or they're not going to vote at all, I believe. Okay, let me explain the kind of conspiracy that he's laying out here. So he says when he goes to California and walks down the street, progressive liberals, quote unquote, accost him. You know, they're all excited to see him and they want to talk to him and ask if what he knows is real or whatever else. There's, of course, no evidence that these people are progressive and or liberal. He's basing that on the fact that they live in California in the first place. Now, I don't know what part of California he went to. But there are some very conservative parts of California. It's not all liberal. It's not all left wing. Like L.A., yeah, that's pretty left wing, right? But northern parts of California, more rural areas, or even parts of San Francisco, some areas are very, very conservative. He's confusing it, and it seems like he's like mixing it up in his head and kind of coming to the conclusion that, like, If you live in California by default, you are to the left, period. It's just weird. And he's using that as evidence that even people to the left love Mike Lindell and Donald Trump. So effectively, there are no people that don't like Donald Trump, in his mind, it seems. I believe you're going to have a lot of non-voters here. You're going to have the biggest turnout of Republicans in a midterm in the history of our world, ever. And then you're going to have to... 
Well, that's a tall claim, actually. It's fascinating that he said that uh, on camera because that's a measurable thing that will be proven or disproven pretty soon. Surprising. Okay, here's where it gets interesting. Mike Lindell has a new plan to get Donald Trump back in office effectively. So he's been talking about his bizarre plans to get Trump back in office for a long time, right? He's been talking about it, honestly, since he found out that Trump lost the election. Listen to what else he had to say to this guy. When I get back tomorrow, I'm going to be calling every single journalist in this country. So if there's some of them here, listen up and say, did you hear the big news? I can put my information out now. I can put my evidence out now. The 32 terabytes and no, Dennis Montgomery, that's not, it's not even real. Well, wait till I put up and then all the subpoenas. Now you'd think when those big names get subpoenaed, Brian, that the media would want to report that. You would think so. You would think so. Probably the biggest, who else goes after them, you know? Okay, that was a lot. So let me try to break down basically what he was saying. There's a guy that he named there, Dennis Montgomery. Okay, so from my understanding, this could be wrong, but just bear with me because Mike is a convoluted, confusing tornado of a human being, okay? So Dennis Montgomery, this Dennis Montgomery guy, from my understanding, is involved in a lawsuit with the Supreme Court or it's going or he's trying to get it to go to the Supreme Court or something like that that is supposed to overturn all kinds of stuff to get Trump back into the White House and Mike Lindell is super excited about it even though everybody knows it's not going anywhere because he thinks that there are going to be a bunch of subpoenas that are going to turn up the evil deeds of these cabal blah blah blah, blah, blah. You know how Mike Lindell is. So in a convoluted kind of backwards way, I think that's kind of the plan. He thinks that this lawsuit is going to bring him to like the end of the rainbow where Trump is reinstated and everybody acknowledges that Trump really did win and he was right all along. And all these liberals have to cry and accept that their guy has to leave the office. You know, you know, all these bizarre dreams that he has. This is by no stretch of the imagination the first time he concocted this huge plan to like overturn the result of a a democratic election this one's just from mid-january 2022 he's been doing this for two years honestly since trump lost this one is only from early 2022 listen to what he said in this one everything you're going to see over these next seven months to get rid of the machines you're going to see the supreme court case coming out all Wait, 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 wait. Seven months, he says. So from January 2022, seven months past that is July, if we're being generous, say August 2022. How about that? August came and went and nothing happened. Wow. Who would have thought, right? All these great things, everybody. By the way, you can find more at frankspeech.com. I'll put that little out, put that out there. There are so many. I'm more optimistic today than I have been yesterday the day before that it i'm on an incline like this tell us why mike why because it's so amazing all the things that we have we already have all the pieces of the puzzle and you talk about evidence we had enough evidence to put everybody in prison for life 300 and some million people what 300 million people he has enough evidence to put 300 million people away for life i don't feel like there's any context in which this makes any sense at all. There are only 330 million people in the United States and only about 150 million voted or even eligible to vote for that matter because they're, you know, 
half the country is like under age or or whatever other thing or immigrants or whatever else like not everybody is eligible to vote how well should i take this i don't understand this dude says 300 million people are going to be going to prison for voter fraud what i don't understand uh wait we have that all the way back to november december but what we have are these other things that had to happen, which was all evil revealing itself. I mean, evil's popping up like pocket gophers. I mean, they pop their heads up. It's What the hell is a pocket gopher? And should I be worried about them? This whole time, I didn't know they existed. But now he's saying they're a real problem. Maybe I should be concerned. Come all right. I mean, it, it's everywhere. And that all had to be revealed so that we can fix it. So that's Mike Lindell. That was his plan back in January of 2022. Check this one out. This is early March 2022. He has like ongoing plans that keep changing with the month. Early March 2022, he came out there and said this. Here, um, I'm going to tell you right now we're doing, I've been working on it five months and we're doing a class action. You know, actually, I'm announcing it here. I well, great. Announce it, man. Why is he like class action? What? Just get to the point. Announce it on my program. You all watch frankspeech.com. Keep watching. <laughs> um, the, um, but it's a class action lawsuit against all machines. All machines. Wow, I can't wait. There is some precedent for suing inanimate objects in the court system. It's extremely uncommon, and I don't think it would even make any sense in this situation. But okay, all right, for the sake of argument, let's listen to Mike Lindell's 77th plan to get Trump back into office. And that they're defective devices, okay? I have lawyers worked on this for five months. We're getting county commissioners, county clerks. They're all the plaintiffs, and we've already got about 300 on board. And we're going to get rid of these machines once and for all for any election in history. Yeah, this is just straight up absurd, man. I'm sorry. It's bizarre and weird, but I have to say it's one of the funniest things to watch. I am so deeply entertained by this nonsense. So we covered his most recent one, right? This is from October. That was the first video we watched, or the second video we watched. Then we covered his January 2022 plan, which was his plan to have 300 million people arrested. Then we covered his March plan, which was to sue all machines. And this one is his August 2022 prediction. Listen to this one. It's all going to change on August 20th and 21st, everybody. It's going to be a, an education to the world. And that's uh, it's, I'm very I'm so happy right now that every day our word gets bigger and bigger. Yep. Flashpoint everywhere else. All these platforms we're getting the word out. It's like it's like they tell two friends and they tell two friends and so on and so on. What it is, there'll be about 1,500 people invited. Um, all our all of the uh, church leaders. Uh yeah, he's describing a new, basically a new cyber symposium. He held a cyber symposium back in, I think, 2021, where he tried to show all this evidence that Trump actually won the election. He didn't show any evidence of widespread fraud that could have overturned the election. It was complete nonsense, of course. But here we are, and he's holding another. Grassroots from around the country. Um, flashpoints and by news outlets, people that can get the word out once they're there, podcasters, um, um, and having all them there, and then it will be live streamed to the world. So here's the interesting thing. He actually held another symposium or a cyber symposium or whatever you want to call it 
recently. It was only like a month or two ago, not that long ago. And nobody came because he refused to allow certain news outlets in. He told them they couldn't come. And now it seems like he's allowing people again. I, I don't know. It's just confusing. Frank speech on Lindell TV. Uh, will I invite the media there? Not the ones that tried to sabotage the cyber symposium. I'll tell you that. No, actually, this is the one that I was talking about. Never mind. <laughs> Just bizarre, dude. This guy is 10 levels of odd, and he just keeps going. He's like the Energizer Bunny, dude. He just never stops. Just keeps going and going. So that's Mike Lindell's plan to get Trump back in office. Well, fascinatingly, at the same rally that he was at at the beginning of this video that we were watching just a minute ago, there were other people being interviewed at that rally that said some absolutely bizarre stuff. Listen to this one. Early October 2022, this person knows how to heal the country. Do your research. Even if you say you're a liberal, a Democrat, it doesn't mean you're a socialist. You are old school Democrats probably. Do the deep dive, do the research, and make up your mind not based on who's telling you what. Make up your own mind. Look at the... Yeah, well, the thing is, I did do my research, interestingly enough. I only ever use Reuters, AP News, BBC America, or scientific articles as sources. That's probably why you and I ended up in different places. Because I use official sources that are trustworthy, and you use QAnon forums. You know how I know this woman uses QAnon forums? Because I follow those QAnon forums myself. I follow all of the major ones. Stu Peters, Jaron Jackson, Queen Ramana, the Donald Trump Telegram channel, where we go one, we go all, 170,000 subbies on this one, the Praying Medic, QAnon with 7,000 subbies, Julie Green Ministries with 62,000 subbies. I follow it. I see what these people are saying. I know exactly where this woman and all of the other people behind her get their news. It's nonsense. That's why we ended up in different spots. Not because I didn't do my research, because you're doing your research in la-la land. Facts. Stop listening to the talking heads. Use your brain. Research. Yes. Study. Do your homework. Thank you so much for being here. Oh my God, it is so rich coming from somebody like this to hear that. You think that's weird? Listen to what these next few people had to say about why they like Donald Trump. Again, early October for this one, 2022. I love him, and I think he's he's the kindest, gentlest man. He listens. He's not a bully like they tried it, you know, and he's mean, but he's absolutely... A, I mean, just look at his children. They don't... Are we talking about the same dude? Because I don't, th th none of these things that she just listed are qualities of Donald Trump, like literally any of them. This is bizarre stuff. I don't understand. Where did she get any of this? He's not a bully. He's not mean. What? Have you ever in your life seen a tweet from the guy? Ever? He tried it, you know, and he's mean, but he's absolutely, a, I mean, just look at his children. They don't smoke. They don't drink. President Trump, I mean, he did something right. Okay, great. Well, my kid doesn't smoke or drink either. Does that mean that I am qualified to be the president of the United States? This is complete nonsense from top to bottom. All of it. Listen to this one. Early October 2022. Once again, these people have a complete disconnection 
from reality. Like, we don't live in the same worlds. We have a different view entirely of reality. Okay, and what brought you out to the Trump rally today? President Trump. What are you looking for? People. What are you looking forward to see from him today? Oh my gosh, the unity and the healing and just move on and we just have to heal as a nation. And Again, we live in a different world. She thinks she's going to get unity and love and connection and, and moving on from Donald Trump. Where did she get this? Where did this come from? How did she come to the conclusions that she came to? This is literally the exact opposite of what Donald Trump stands for, has always stood for. Unity and love. Donald Trump wants unity? What? Come together again. And the truth. And the truth. We want the truth. Okay, that, that one is a little more up their alley. I can, to you know, I they're not getting the truth from Donald Trump, but I can totally see them believing that they are getting the truth from Trump. But unity? He doesn't even claim to want unity, does he? He wants to rip things right down the middle, which is what he's trying to do right now. What a weird thing to say. Dude's not a bully. Dude's not mean. He wants unity. What? Who told you this? Do they even know who Donald Trump is? Check this out. This is late July 2022. It's an older one, but it's the same thread running through all of it. And what is it about him that is such the appeal to you? He loves the American people. He loves America. He is taking care of everything that has been destroyed. We, we know that he is the only person who could probably fix this. We love him. We love Donald Trump. What was that? Didn't hear you. A little bit louder for me. Where are their heads? I don't understand how they got to where they are right now. It's just bizarre. And look at this. And there's a kid in the background here. That's so sad. So deeply sad. Check this one out. Late April 2022. Politics, just for a second. Yeah, sure. Best thing about Donald Trump is what? Um, his honesty with the people. I feel, yeah, I think, uh, I think he's just about the most straightforward president we've ever seen. His honesty, his honesty with people, the most honest person, the most straightforward we've ever seen. They live in a fantasy land, no joke. They're unglued from reality. Nothing that they say or think or feel or believe jives with reality. It, none of it works with reality. It's all incongruent and it's all like, it's like trying to fit two puzzle pieces together that aren't supposed to go together. It's all complete nonsense, top to bottom. Where did they get these bizarre ideas about Donald Trump? and why they love him. If I could sit them down and, and point to all these things to prove that they're wrong about this, to prove that Trump does not want unity, that he is in fact a bully, that he doesn't like the other people, he's not trying to heal the country, he's not honest. If I could prove all this stuff to these people, would they accept it? Would they come around? Would they realize I was wrong? Or would they find other reasons? to love Donald Trump. It's not about the qualities they're listing at all, obviously. They don't actually see those qualities in Trump. They love him for other reasons, and they're projecting the qualities that they want to see in him onto him. That's really how it's happening. It's honestly sad to see. People are completely disconnected from reality at this point. Really, really sad. We're seeing some... I must know where he stands on everything. I, I feel like we all have a good understanding of where he leans, uh, you know, and where he's, I think he supports the people. And I think that's the best part about it. You know, he represents. 
Yeah, just complete nonsense, top to bottom. It is honestly deeply sad. Deeply sad. I just don't understand how people got to where they are. I mean, th- this is like a deep obsession that people have with this guy, seriously. Uh, to the point that they're willing to style their hair like him and wear a suit like him. Listen to this. This one is from late April 2022. Dad, you're raising him right. Yes, indeed, indeed. Yeah, we've been to rallies all over the country. Yeah, down in Florida in December for the Bill O'Reilly History Tour. So he put in an appearance there, and then we were in Omaha and Des Moines. So, yeah, this is our thing, going around and uh, supporting our next president. And as a parent, how important is it to you to bring your child with you to make sure that they're learning about the importance of our country? Well, I think it's real important because I'm not so sure that they're getting a lot of this in school now. You know, they don't talk a lot about it, but like he said, you know, most of his uh, friends in school are Trump supporters. They all love him. So um, it's going to be a great day. You know, that tells me that he's insulating himself from people who are ideologically different, which is okay to some degree. You know, you have friends who view things similarly to you. I, I don't have any MAGA friends, naturally, because I'm kind of, I lean to the left, right? But insulating yourself from that and, and closing yourself off completely from dissenting opinion and not having anything to do with anybody who does not view things exactly the same way as you do, that's a problem. And that's what this kid seems to have done. All of his friends are Trump supporters. He's even gone as far as to dye his hair the same color as Donald Trump's. Wear a suit everywhere. This is insane. This is absolutely unhinged, man. It's sad. This kid has no shot at having a normal, healthy childhood or probably adulthood either if he stays on this track. These are the types of people that I expect to see at Trump rallies, though. This is Trump's base. People like this, far-right extremist wingnuts that are totally unglued from reality. QAnon is a conspiracy theory framework, really, more than anything. But there are QAnon cults out there that, that get a lot more specific than just the framework, than just the QAnon framework. There's a cult out there called Negative 45. There's this whole belief about gematria, which is basically, I I don't know, it's this old Jewish custom of turning letters into numbers, basically. It's kind of complicated, but the idea behind it is the word evil, if you turn it into numbers using gematria, it, it equals 45. If you reverse that, then you're negative 45, so you're the opposite of evil, which is good. So they've named themselves negative 45 because they're good that's the whole idea behind the name anyway there's this QAnon cult out there called negative 45 they're going to all these trump rallies every single one of them listen to them okay first of all y'all are so cute i love the outfits i would like detailed explanations on every single shirt ready set go right so living Uh, princess diana i think in the middle one is maybe margaret thatcher i can't tell living and we know living ruling the world and you don't take down evil by being quiet or silent right so people need to understand who they are do they look like them today no you think you think princess diana is still alive absolutely 100 percent. do you i didn't but maybe maybe you have something to that you know that i don't know well you know god speaks to us right there's ways that we can figure these things out so if people start learning abc one two three which michael jackson talked about how many years again it's a, a method of 
converting letters into numbers, basically. A is one, B is two, C is three. It's actually a lot more complex in real gamatria, like in the Hebrew language, and it doesn't really work that way for any other language exactly. So they have no idea what they're doing, but they made up this whole thing, and they, they think they're prophesying information from God with it. So anyway ago right and he sang about so when people start understanding gematria they start understanding the numbers a equals one b equals two c equals three they understand how words work sentence yeah so it, it it's a lot more complex than she's laying out here she has no idea what it is obviously if you had anything to do with judaism when you were younger you may have messed around with gematria it's just a fun little thing it's just a cute thing that kids do it's not like a the prophetic tool or whatever but that's how they're using it this is negative 45 oh no i'm sorry negative 48 this is negative 48 did i say negative 45 that's the name of the QAnon cult negative 48 and they go around to all of trump's events and they cheer for him in the crowd and they're the ones that stuck their fingers up in the air a while back doing basically a hitler salute with a single finger like so instead of an actual Hitler salute. I don't know. It's just bizarre. These people are bizarre. And Trump has them at every single event. This is his base. This is who he invites. This is who he wants there. This is who he appeals to. Why? Because he's a conspiracy theorist at heart, and he does everything he can to dog whistle to these people, to dog whistle to the conspiracy theorists. And he's got people like Mike Lindell standing behind him, spreading those conspiracies far and wide as much as he possibly can. It's honestly sad. Is there a point at which these people are going to wake up and come back to reality with the rest of us? Let me know what you think in the comments or on Twitter at Telltale Atheist. Emily Sigmund, these Trump supporters think unity is a space where no one criticizes them. Yeah, that's true. A, a safe space for Trumpers, basically. They want to make the entire U.S. into a safe space for the alt-right and a minefield for everyone else. Yep, there is no moral consistency to be found among these people. It is all about stepping on other people's faces and making things better for them, no matter what. I have a level of moral consistency with my beliefs that I follow. These people, like, for example, Alex Jones, Donald Trump or any of the supporters that he has that I talked about, there is no moral consistency to be found among them. It's sad, honestly. Next, we're going to talk about Alex Jones being ordered to pay almost a billion dollars to Sandy Hook families. Give us 30 seconds, and we'll be right back. You're listening to the Telltale Channel. If you like what I do and you want to see me continue to do it, check out my Patreon. You can also check out my Telltale Unfiltered channel, Twitter, and Teespring. All links can be found in the description. Alex Jones was ordered to pay almost a billion dollars in restitution or compensatory damages to Sandy Hook families. Oh my God, it's like a, a massive win right now for everybody. But would you believe it if I told you that not everybody is happy about this? Not just Alex Jones either. Let me tell you the story. So back in early August, Alex Jones going through a trial in Texas. He's being sued by one of the Sandy Hook families there, I believe. He was ordered to pay somewhere around $50 million or $45 million to the family there in Texas, right? It did not go well for him. He lost the trial. 
gloriously. Like it went really poorly for him. And he came out there and just lost his mind on the judges and everybody involved. And she said, I'm going to instruct the jury that you're a liar tomorrow. Talking about the judge. It's made up, of course. I'll, I'll explain in a minute. I mean, it's unprecedented. Then she ordered my lawyer to violate attorney-client privilege and tell her about our private conversations, which is just unprecedented. I mean, this is like a tour de force of how to violate people's rights. It's unbelievable. And I just feel sorry for everybody, including these quacked-out leftists and, and lawyers and the judge. I mean, they are all just over the deep end and have no idea what they've done. She also made this really weird statement where she said, you believe everything you say is the truth. Oh my God, dude. <laughs> just crazy, dude. Okay, so let me explain. When he says that the judge said that he, you know, I'm gonna instruct the jury that you're a liar tomorrow or whatever, all of the trial work had already ended. It was over. And Alex Jones had already proven himself to have lied under oath. He lied under oath. The reason that we know that is because his lawyer accidentally sent an entire copy of his cell phone, like a digital copy of his phone to the plaintiff's side, which is like, oh my God, a massive mess up. Like, holy sh You can't mess up worse than that as a lawyer. Well, anyways, as it turns out, that phone just so happened to have the text messages that he claimed didn't exist. In the discovery process, he was supposed to have turned over any text messages related to Sandy Hook. Alex Jones claimed that he didn't have any. He never texted about it. When the phone ended up in the plaintiff's lawyer's hands, he discovered that, in fact, he did have text messages all about Sandy Hook, something he was supposed to have turned over in the discovery phase long and long ago. And that proved, without a shadow of a doubt, that he did, in fact, lie under oath. So as part of the process of deciding how much money is given or whatever other thing how much money the jury decides goes to these families as part of that process naturally the judge explains alex jones lied under oath during this trial that's part of the process so yeah uh he just wants to twist it around to make himself out to be the victim as always that's alex jones's whole mo he's always the victim and she said, I'm going to instruct the jury that you're a liar tomorrow. The complete nonsense taken totally out of context. This is all a natural part of the trial and how the trial works. Right. And then, of course, we got the most memeable moment of all time when the lawyer and Alex Jones and everybody else reveal or find out that Alex Jones's lawyer accidentally sent that data to the plaintiff's lawyer. I don't know who's going to stay I mean, I just, I turned the phone over and said, to take stuff off. Can I have you look in the very bottom below the very bottom left corner? Is that the phone number? Yes. So you did get my text messages. And it said you didn't. Nice trick. Again, he was not supposed to have any texts about Sandy Hook. He claimed under oath that he didn't. His lawyer said that he didn't have any texts under oath about Sandy Hook. And here we have the lawyers blowing up one of the texts on screen for everybody to see a conversation about Sandy Hook. He was not supposed to have had that text message because Alex Jones wasn't planning to turn it over to them. 
He was violating the discovery process by refusing to turn that information over. And now he's going to freak out internally. Just watch his face just fall and go absolutely nuts, realizing how completely effed he is. And it said you did nice trick. <laughs> yes, Mr. Jones. Oh. Indeed. You didn't give this text message to me. You don't, you don't know where this came from. Do you know where I got this? No. Mr. Jones, did you know that 12 days ago, 12 days ago, your attorneys messed up and sent me an entire digital copy of your entire cell phone with every text message you've sent for the past two years, and when informed, did not take any steps to identify it as privileged or protected in any way. Dude, look at this lawyer just sitting here just, oh my God, this guy has got to be losing his mind inside right now, right? Is privileged or protected in any way. And as of two days ago, it fell free and clear into my possession. If the lawyer had just said, the, the dude sent a full copy, you know, I don't know how big, 50 gig copy or something, of Alex Jones's entire phone. Every text message that he's sent over the past three or four years or whatever, every picture he has, every everything, his search history, the whole nine yards. And this lawyer on screen here on the bottom, he could have texted or emailed the guy and said, this is all privileged. I did not mean to send that. Erase it. It does not belong to you. It, don't even open it. He could have done that. And it would have worked. Legally, you know, there are ways to have gotten out of this predicament that he got himself in. You know what he did? Nothing. Nothing. For 10 days. He did nothing. And that is why he's sitting there doing this. While the opposition describes exactly how he royally himself and everybody else involved in the case clear into my possession and that is how i know you lied to me when you said you didn't have text message about saying you're okay. did you know that i see i told you the truth this is your perry mason moment i gave them my phone and then mr jones you need to answer the question no, I, did you I, know I, this happened? oh it's painful it is so deeply painful oh my god no i didn't know this happened but i mean i told you i gave him the phone over just, just and you said you said in your deposition, you searched your phone. You said you pulled down the text, did the search function for Sandy Hook. That's what you said, Mr. Jones. Oh, my God, it's painful. Okay, so here's the point. This is a couple months old, this news, but let me tell you why we're talking about it now. Because there was another trial that took place recently, or another verdict. It wasn't another trial. I think the recent trial that was just decided actually took place before the Texas trial. Really what happened with this, so there were two trials. There's one in Texas and there's one in Connecticut, okay? Alex Jones refused to cooperate with the Connecticut trial, refused to turn over any files, re refused to work with Discovery, even show up to court, anything at all, right? And as a result, there was a default judgment on him. You're not going to show up to court. You're going to lose automatically. That's how our judicial system works. And I like that. That's fine. You know, you need to cooperate with the judicial system. You have to. This is how a society functions. So he refuses to cooperate and show up or, or anything else. So what happens? He loses by default. And they the jury just decided 
how much money he owes in that trial. The Texas one, he cooperated with, went through the process and everything, and they decided he, he owed around $45 million, I think. The Connecticut trial that he refused to cooperate with he owes a billion dollars. They decided he owes, I, I don't know, $967 million somewhere in there, right? Listen to his reaction to this. Mid-October 2022. We are very, very uh, sure, like 99%, that this is such a joke, this thing is such a fiasco, such a kangaroo court, such a railroad job, that these will be overturned, both the Texas rulings and the Connecticut rulings, uh, at the Supreme Courts of Connecticut and Texas, if not the Supreme Court of the United States. But it doesn't matter at the end of the day. I don't have $10 million cash. I got a couple houses, a couple million bucks in the bank. It, it, it's a total joke. Okay, that's interesting. That's called judgment proof, what he's describing right now. And he, he has a lot of confidence. He feels pretty confident right now, right? Well, let me tell you the the bad thing for Alex Jones here. Judgment proof means that you you don't have what they're asking for. If somebody sued me for a billion dollars, they're what are they going to get? They're not getting anything. Like they they can't get a dime out of me because I don't have a million dollars, let alone a billion dollars. I don't have a hundred thousand. I don't have ten thousand dollars for that matter, you know. So they're not getting a dime out of me, honestly, if they sued me for a billion dollars. I'm judgment proof. What are they going to do? They can't do anything. Well, here's the idea. Uh, that's what Alex Jones seems to be leaning on at this moment. The fact that he's judgment proof and the fact that he can exhaust appeals. You just go through the appeals process for the next 10 years. Ultimately, I believe that he will lose this whole trial. And the fact that he it was a default judgment because he didn't show up or cooperate, I think that may complicate the appeals process even more. But the point here is that he's very confident at face value. Listen to how he reacted to the jury reading out the verdict or what he owed basically i wanted to mention something else yeah have you guys ever heard of gawker gawker is an old what do you, what would you call it gossip rag or whatever it's kind of like the the national Enquirer, where they just kind of lie about people all the time like tmz it's just a drama network right they're always talking about these celebrities did this thing or that thing or whatever else there used to be one called gawker no longer you know what happened to it? Hulk Hogan sued it out of existence for defamation. Literally sued it out of existence. It no longer exists, to my knowledge. I don't, it may exist in some form now. I'm not sure. I'll have to look it up later, and I'll insert the answer later when I do the editing for this. But anyways, yeah. Gawker was completely destroyed as a company because they were sued out of existence by Hulk Hogan for lying, for defaming him, basically. And that's what's going to happen to Alex Jones, I believe. I think Alex Jones is going to be completely destroyed as a company by all of these lawsuits because of what he said with Sandy Hook. Honestly, Sandy Hook, I would, it was bad. It was real bad what he said. But I would go as far as to say maybe not even the worst thing that he's said or done over the years. He's done some real messed up stuff, man. This is just the one that got him. And I have to applaud these families, honestly. Anyways, like I was saying, he seems pretty calm in this one, right? This last clip we watched. Listen to his reaction while listening to the verdict live. Ain't gonna be happening. Ain't no money. He claims there ain't no money, quote-unquote. There is. He has millions. He may not have a billion. Maybe not. I don't know. He certainly has millions. In this case, we award damages to each plaintiff and against Alex Jones and Free... I killed the kids, folks. Let's 
That's not what anybody thinks. This is a straw man designed to get people on his side. Nobody believes that he did that, but he made their lives a living hell for the following, I don't know, 10, 15 years? How long has it been now? It's been a long time. They had to move multiple times. They had to have security. People showed up at their houses with guns. It got real, and that was all Alex Jones's fault, all that stuff. He led the charge on these conspiracy theories against these families, and it's honestly disgusting, depraved, and he absolutely deserves to go completely out of business, not just for Sandy Hook and what he did to them, but for all the other people that he's hurt through the years. Number one, compensatory damages, instructions. Now remember, I'm in bankruptcy. We got two years of appeals. The money you donate does not go to these people. It goes to fight this fraud, and it goes to stabilize the company. They want to shut down. That's why the the, 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 the ambulance chasers did this, why they use these families. So SaveInfoWars.com. We're fighting Goliath. We'll win because of you. SaveInfoWars.com. InfoWarsStore.com. Double Patriot points, 10% off at 1776 right now at InfoWars Store. But you see, you want somebody to fight for you? I'm doing it, and you see what they do. So you want you want to fight? That's fine. It's your decision. He's not fighting for anybody. He's fighting for himself. He's doing this for money. He very easily could have fact-checked the things that came in. That's part of the reason why all this happened. The people that talked about Sandy Hook on his program didn't fact check anything. I mean, this was a whole line of questioning in the court case. They didn't fact check anything that was presented to them. Owen Schroyer, one of the hosts, was just handed a script on air and shown a video and said, play this. And he did. No fact checking involved. Just play it. It was propagandistic nonsense. It was fabricated clips of people lying and, and pretending to cry and then not crying. It was just nonsense, all of it. They didn't fact check anything. This is 100% on Alex Jones and on his company. But that's where we are. That's the whacked out system of the left. Dude, I love how he says whacked out. He says whacked, kind of like with an H at the front. Whacked out left. This is the whacked out left. I love it. That's the whacked out system of the left. Did, did we hit a billion guys? Yeah, did we hit a billion guys? See, that's what it's all about. He's trying to earn as much money as he can, bring in as much as he can to try to pay off these debts, to dig himself out of this ridiculous hole that he dug for himself. 100% of this is Alex Jones's fault. So here's where it gets interesting. There are people out there bizarrely defending Alex Jones. Alex Jones is a public figure, right? I'm a public figure. We're both public figures. We both talk for a living. We both criticize others for a living, right? So naturally, I should be worried, shouldn't I? I should be worried. Maybe they'll come after me. That's what Charlie Kirk thinks. It's not about whether you like Alex Jones. It is completely irrelevant. What is relevant is do you think that the law industrial complex in collusion with the media. Law industrial complex. Okay, an industrial complex is a kind of a concept where private business and government get intertwined with each other. Like you've got the military industrial complex where private business like gun manufacturers and stuff get intertwined with the government and now there's a business government interest, a shared interest in war. That's a problem, right? What what would the law industrial complex even look like? What would that even be? I don't understand. I, I'm, I'm just trying to wrap my head around this. How And 
how would the law industrial complex be coming after Alex Jones? I'm really trying to understand here. And work in harmony to completely obliterate somebody financially for saying something wrong and then therefore apologizing afterwards. Oh, so they're going to go for Mike Lindell. Okay, well, first of all, he did not apologize afterwards. Alex Jones, he didn't apologize for any of this. He blames everybody else and says he's not at fault. He didn't do any of these, didn't do anything wrong. And he's making a big deal out of like, I did it. It was me. I went into that school. That's what he's been saying to try to shark the blame off and make people think it's ridiculous that he could be to blame for absolutely anything. No, he is to blame for this stuff. Oh, so they're going to go for Mike Lindell next. Or are they going to go for Steve Bannon? Are they going to go for this program? Are they going to go for Tucker Carlson? The New York Times says this. Oh, that'd be great. I would love that. That'd be fantastic. Yes, go for those people if they are defaming people. Absolutely, 100%. I am all in favor of it. New York Times says this now holds lessons. They are running. This is practice for them. This is a spring football game. This is spring training this is okay who is them who is they who's he talking about this was done by a set of private families who hired a private attorney to help them get justice from alex jones how is this the cabal or whatever he thinks it is i don't understand who is them who is they double a baseball for them before they get to the majors alex jones is not the destination Alex Jones is just getting them refined to be able to do what they actually want. The point is, Charlie Kirk and many other people want you to think that this could happen to anybody. Guess what? I don't live in fear of this at all. I don't defame people ever. I don't do it. I don't insult people. I don't slander or lie about anybody ever. Now, I've been known to get facts incorrect on stream live before, but when I do the edits, I do fact checks and make sure that all the stuff that I say, all the specific claims that I make are correct before they actually go on air, before they hit my YouTube channel. I make sure things are correct. You know why I don't live in fear of being sued out of existence like Alex Jones? Because I don't slander. I don't lie. I don't bend the truth. I only criticize and I only ever come with facts. They could try to sue me, certainly, but they would fail. Because I don't lie about people, plain and simple. Unless the justice system is corrupt, of course. That's a totally separate issue. I'm glad this is happening. I want this to happen to more people. This is called accountability. I want Tucker Carlson to face accountability through the justice system. I want Charlie Kirk to face accountability if he has ever lied or slandered people. I want that to be the case. I want more of this. This is great. Don't let these people make you think that your favorite media figure sits at home living in fear, shaking in his bed at night, worried, oh my God, am I going to be sued next? I really don't. I really do not care. I don't think about this at night i don't worry about it because i don't lie if you don't lie if you don't slander you don't have to worry about people suing you out of existence for it plain and simple let me know what you think about that in the comments or on twitter at telltale atheist thank you guys for coming and giving this a listen and i will talk to you next week 
If you like what I do and you want to see me continue to do it, you can support me in a few ways. First, there's Patreon. That's probably the best way. But if you want to get something back for your support, you can check out my Teespring. I sell all kinds of shirts and coffee cups and stuff on there. You can also check out my other channels. I have a Telltale Unfiltered YouTube channel where I go through long-form videos like Kent Hovind's seminar series, Jehovah's Witnesses TV show, and televangelists prophesying about politics. And finally, you can check out my social media. If you have a question for me, the best way to ask it is to tweet it at me. I'm on there all the time, so check it out. All links are in the description as always. Anyway, so that's all I've got for you. Thanks for listening.